life ever thrown you a curveball that you weren't sure what to do with? You know, the kind where you think someone should really do something about this. Have you ever thought maybe that someone is me and then found yourself on a grand adventure you never saw coming? Me too. As a special needs mom, I have been saddened by what's available to my son. But instead of wallowing in it, I decided to do something about it. Along the way, I'm meeting extraordinary people and having the most wonderful experiences I never thought I'd have. I'm so inspired by what's happening around me that I want to share it all with you. Living Your Legacy is a community where ordinary people who have been called to create something bigger than themselves can come together to be inspired, connect, learn, and live into the legacies they want to see in the world. I'm your host, Michelle Slaney Travato, and this is the Living Your Legacy podcast. Hello, everybody. Michelle Slaney Travato here. Welcome to the Living Your Legacy podcast. I am super excited to have a guest returning today to tell us a little bit more about what she does. She fascinated me the last time we talked because I had never heard of what she does for a living. And so I really wanted to dig in deep and find out a little bit more about that. So please join me in welcoming Christine Trumbull back to the podcast today. Christine, I'm so excited to have you back. Thank you so much. I am dying to ask you a million questions. But first, for those people who may not have heard the first interview we did, which is episode one, by the way, um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about her, get her to, to share with us her backstory, and then I'm going to jump into all those burning questions I have. So Christine is a certified exit planning advisor. I did not know what that was, and you may not either, so I'm going to get her to tell us. And she's the founder of Pinnacle Exit Group. She has 28 years experience in financial and business management, and this has led her to her current role of ensuring seamless transitions for founders and families. She began her career as a CPA in the private industry, eventually working her way up to controller and CFO roles. After mastering public accounting, she founded her own firm and later ran five highly profitable businesses with her husband. Following his passing, Christine decided to move into the next chapter of her own career. She understands firsthand just how overwhelming the succession and exit of a business can be. By clarifying goals and simplifying the path forward, she is able to accelerate growth for her clients and maximize the value of their company. Christine, I am fascinated by <laughs> what you do. Thank you. Thank um, you. So tell us a little bit again about what it is that a certified exit planning advisor does. Okay, so um, we uh, we are known as SIPAs uh, in the industry, and uh, we basically herd the cats of all of the advisors, uh, the owner, the owner's family, the owner, the employees, the key key staff, and those types of things. Everyone that is involved with the business, and we um, we create a path for the owner. Um, I create an actual written document um, that lays out all of the objectives of the owner and exactly how that business is going to increase that value of the business, mm -hmm. and then how the owner is eventually going to transition out of the business. And that's either selling or succession, passing it to um, kids, 
maybe uh, passing it on to a key employee all the way to, you know, if they want to just fall flat on the, you know, flat on the desk dead. But as long as it's on their terms, you know, that's the whole key is to ensure that, you know, whatever happens with the business and with the family, it's on their terms. They decide they have control. I love that. Um, and I love that you're offering people more control as they're exiting. Because as we talked about in the first podcast, the exit strategy isn't what people really think about when they're starting a business. Even right. when they're in their business, maybe for a number of years, mm-hmm. they're looking at the day-to-day things, maybe expansion or growth or the difference between working in your business, working on your business, hiring employees, firing employees, however that's going to look for them. So, so many people don't actually give a lot of thought to how do I exit out of this? I hear people say, well, I'll just sell it. Right. And that's great. But based on what you're telling us today, there's a lot more to this story than just that. Yeah, there's uh, there's a handful of surveys out there that show that in, in excess of like 73 percent of owners a year after they transition out are unsatisfied and unhappy and a lot of that has to do with the amount of money that they were not able to get um, with the sale or transition of their business, mm-hmm. as well as they just didn't really give a lot of thought as to what they were going to do after their business. Um, so they're bored and they don't they don't know what to do. Um, and and a lot of it is about you know creating that business that is going to um, increase the value of you know what they can harvest from the business. And in doing that, you're creating a business that is, you know, very easy to you know, run without you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, some people, they go through this process and they realize, well, I, it's, you've just taken away all the stress of this and you've, you've helped, I've actually had one client tell me, you know, you helped me fall in love with my business again. And that, that was pretty cool, but, um, you know, it, it's about once you go through this process, you can create a business that doesn't require, you know, 24, seven blood, sweat, and tears. And now you have what you've envisioned and some people choose not to walk away from it mm-hmm. and that's okay too. They don't have to, but now, now it's positioned so that it's not, you know, sucking the life breath out of them. <laughs> which is not what anybody wants. No, it's not. But so many of us end up with it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So Christine, I'd like to know the backstory of how you got to this business. Because, you know, when you're in grade four and the teacher says to you, what do you want to be when you grow up? A certified exit planning advisor has never come out of the mouth of a child. Yeah, I don't think CPA does either. (laughs) I think. Um, Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I just want to know how you, how in your life did you end up there? Right. Yeah. I think when I was a kid, I wanted to be a ballerina. Uh, <laughs> um, I wanted to be so, an astronaut. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, uh, so yes, uh, CPA um, working with my husband in his businesses, helping him grow. And uh, we did very, we were very successful and we did very well. Um, however, um, he did get sick and he did pass. And unfortunately, um, I, I'm a second wife and that happens with, um, a lot of family owned businesses and he, he had adult children involved in the business and, you know, any, anybody who's been around, you know, business transitions and family businesses already know where this knows where the story's going. Um, it didn't end well. 
And while I was able, well, I knew um, I had helped clients in the past with positioning their businesses for sale and actually helping with some, you know, with family successions and transitions. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't able to get him to do all of the preparation that he really needed to do. So, uh, you know, we just, we ended up having to, you know, it, it didn't go well with the kids. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then all of a sudden, um, you know, I, I, I just kind of, I'm going to be honest. I think it was, I guess, fate. Mm-hmm. I fell into, I'd never heard of it either. I had no idea this was an industry. And then I, and a friend of mine got their SEPA and then I saw it and I, I, I did the research and I, I started understanding what it was about. And I've always been strategic growth about strategically growing a company. I've always done that in the past when I had my firm, that's what I, that's what I did. So when I realized that this exit or transition planning concept married in perfectly with strategically growing a business, mm-hmm. but now we're looking at value, right. um, it was, and you know, in, in the concept of being able to help other families not go through the experience that we went through. Well, that was, I can't call it a win-win and I'm not sure that I'm okay with it, but it does kind of give me a little bit of purpose. So that's, that's kind of how I fell into it. That's amazing. Um, And I think so needed as we talked about before Mm -hmm. that so many people get into businesses, not thinking about how they're going to get out. Right. What is the plan? Who are they going to leave it to or sell it? How Mm -hmm. are they going to look after their family? Mm -hmm. How are their employees going to look after their family? So let's talk a little bit about some of the people that are impacted by that decision to exit from a business. So you were mentioning earlier a bunch of different things that I had never heard about or thought about. Right. It's yeah. When, when, you know, as an owner, so many owners don't understand that their footprint of that business is, is much larger than what they really understand. Um, most owners think of, you know, their immediate family, but you also have to think about, you know, your, your, um, your employees, your employees, families, you have an impact on your employees, families, you have an impact on your vendors, families and your customers, families, whether you realize it or not, or even want it or not, you do have an impact on these people. So if, you know, if you're not doing proper planning and, you know, you get hit by a bus tomorrow then you're, it's not just you and your spouse and your kids, it's your, your employees, spouses, and kids. It's your vendors, spouses, and kids. It has this ripple effect that can go on exponentially. And as an owner, you know, my husband was very, very aware and conscious of that. And, and it's one of the things that really opened up my eyes that you have a huge responsibility to far more people than you think you do. And it's more than just about you. Um, and if you can accept that, then it does make the planning a lot easier. Um, and, and people do take the time to do it. Fantastic. So when would be a good time for somebody to start that process? I'm asked that all the time. And my answer is always the same. The day you start your business. <laughs> it's a reasonable answer. Pass that today. Um, because quite frankly, if you're creating a, a business of value, that's going to be attractive to somebody else, then you're creating a business that can run without you. That is pr- highly profitable. Um, 
cash flowing on a regular basis, has regular processes, has regular systems. So if you think if you are currently, you know, running what we call Groundhog Day, running around in the same whirlwind, putting out the same fires every single day, you know, pulling yourself out of bed in the morning to go into work to just do it all over again, and you don't have time to do what you want to do. This is not a business of value. Mm-hmm. Conversely, creating a business of value means you can take off for a month and you don't have to call in every day to make sure that, you know, they haven't burned the place down or, you know, they haven't completely, you know, trashed your business because you're creating a business that has re- growing revenue, increasing cash flows, a management team that can run without you. You have built a business that is not dependent upon you. So as you're from day one, as you're growing your business, which one sounds more attractive? Uh, a I want the one that, where I can have a holiday. Exactly. You want, yeah, you want the one that you can have a holiday that you can come and go on your terms and you can live a life that you expected to be living when you started this business in the first place. So tell us now, if somebody is thinking about what you're saying and this is news to them, what are a few steps that they can take to get themselves started at least slightly organized to start mm-hmm. thinking about this. So the first thing that they want to do is, you know, they want to talk to a, a, an advisor, a professional who has experience in exit or transition planning. Uh, there are a couple of designations out there and a lot of people will, you know, I, I'll talk to anybody for an hour for free. I mean, that's a lot of us, a lot of, of, of us advisors, especially SEPAs are very, very easygoing. And we're very happy to, you know, have a, have a conversation with you to at least get you going. Um, the, the very, very next thing I, um, you know, it's, it's, that's the first thing you have to do, but the, the, the next real action thing that you have to do is create a business that is not dependent on you. Um, if you, you know, third, a third party buyer doesn't want to buy you. So if you're building a business that's dependent on you, that it's, you're building a business that has no value and it's going to be very hard to sell. They don't want to buy you and you don't want to be bought. You don't want to go work for them. You want to take the money and go. So creating a business that is not dependent on you is, is key. And then you do that by creating a management team or leadership team that's going to understand your objectives and they're going to drive that business based on your objectives. And there's a lot of training and there's a lot of processes and procedures and documentation. And yes, you have to do all that ugly work that nobody wants to do. But once you do it and once you have it done, then you have this team that can drive this machine for you in the direction that you want. Yes, you check in occasionally, but for the most part, you know, you're not, well, you're certainly not there, you know, 24 seven and you're not there running through Groundhog Day every day. I really like the way you phrase that. And I see now why it would be so important to start this early in your business, Mm -hmm. because if you have a vision of the legacy business you want to either sell or leave to somebody, then you can put into motion the processes and the steps and the pieces and the people that you Mm -hmm. would need to make that vision real, but then also be able to say, well, now I'm done. I'm done with this vision. I've achieved what I want to achieve. I want to move on. Um, and the vision can carry on with somebody else because you've laid all that groundwork down. Exactly. 
That is so important. I had never, ever thought about that. I guess that's kind of akin to, you know, people who are employees, not really thinking about how they're going to live after work because, you know, work just never seems to end for some people. Like you said, right. it's Groundhog Day. It's, <laughs> right. it's like never, ever, ever going to go away. So why should I think about that? Right. Um, so I do think this is an important piece in terms of legacy building. And of course, that could also be very significant in terms of, as you said, how families are impacted, not just the owner's family, but mm -hmm. the families of the employees or the vendors. I mean, mm -hmm. it's such a, um, you know, it kind of goes around in a circle, right? One, one hand feeds the other mouth um, yes. as, as one is growing their business. So too are other people growing and, exactly. and becoming, you know, dependent on that particular person or business to buy the products and services that they're providing. Mm -hmm. So it is a much bigger footprint that does require some thought and right. effort because how are you going to to do this? How are you going to exit out of this? Are you going to scale things back? Are you still going to grow with somebody? I totally see all the questions that could come up with that. Um, so now tell me, how has doing this and becoming part of this kind of a business, how has this changed you? Oh, <laughs> um, it has it has helped me really understand my own legacy and the impact that I want to make on the world in, in that, um, again, if I can help one family, just one, not experience the, the, the craziness of, of, of transition or loss, then, then that's definitely um, something that I'm okay with, but in a bigger, in the bigger picture, it's, it's about, it's really helping me understand what kind of impact I want to make on, on, on this planet and understanding that, um, Anything that we choose to do, especially in creating a business, is going to take far more effort than we ever actually realize it's going to take or think that it's going to take. And that we really do have um, kind of a, a moral duty to um, to do this work and 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 to create these things that we're that we're working on and we're creating because again, it has that ripple effect. It's it's, if we don't go, I mean, if we settle for mediocrity, then we can't help anybody else. If we go out and we create these little mini empires and we create, um, you know, these highly successful organizations. And in my case, I have the ability to help other people create highly successful organizations. Think of the ripple effect that I get to have. You know, and then and then what I can do with my own stuff and what I can do. But if I stay at mediocrity and for a long time after my husband passed, I really thought, well, you know, I'll just kind of semi retire. I'll just work with a couple of people and blah, blah, blah. And I'll just you know, I'll just hang out. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. I'm not going. That's not what my purpose is. That's not living up to my own moral responsibilities on this planet. And I can have that huge ripple effect and, but you're not going to do it if you just stay at meh, you know, you got to go out, you got to show up, you got to work it, 
and you gotta, you know, you gotta pull up the big girl panties. You gotta get out there and you gotta do it every day, whether you gotta show up every day and it's going to take a lot of work and it's going to be really hard. I I don't know if that's what anybody wants to hear. (laughs) Probably not, (laughs) but, but that's what it takes, you know, uh, you know, and, and, you know, there's a whole lot of self-care in there and I've been, you know, I've seen all the grief counselors and therapists and everybody else known to man, but in the, at the end of the day, it comes down to me and what I choose to do with my time every single day and whether or not I'm going to go be productive or if I'm going to curl up in a ball and just watch, you know, Netflix and chow down on popcorn all day. You know, what do I what's the impact I want? Yeah, probably not. Probably not about giving money to Netflix. <laughs> yes, I was going to say that's a really good question to make you get up and take your jammies off. Like, exactly. You know, put some little clothes on. <laughs> yep. Looking at yourself in the mirror, you got to be able to say, did I make a difference today? Or right. Um, yeah, right. that's a that's a really good question. I love how you talked about the ripple effect because legacy really is all about those ripples mm-hmm. and how those ripples reach out far beyond what we can see or think about or know even in mm-hmm. any given moment. So how about sharing with us a success story? Uh, one of the success stories you've got. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> well, I've got a couple in the world. Well, I mean, I've got, well, shoot. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, I got a couple in the works, but I think the most, my, the most recent was I had a conversation with a business owner. Um, he had no kids. Um, uh, his, uh, he was married, uh, but he'd been running this business for 38 years and it was, um, it, it provided a nice lifestyle for him and his wife, but he was tired. Um, he was stressed out and he wanted, you know, he wanted to go. And he, when I first met him, he wanted to exit in about two years, but he, he's like, you know, I've got property and that's where he thought he was going to get his money from. He was just going to hand the business over to the employees, which, you know, okay, great. The employees probably wouldn't have minded, but the employees were not really in a position to run that kind of, to run the company. They were they were employees and they've never been entrepreneurs and they'd never been trained how to run a business. It's different. Right. Yeah. And, and the biggest thing is, is is in in my, my regards is you're someone who's just willing to hand over 40 years worth of work for nothing. And that just broke my heart, you know, because he had just, he had not taken the time to position the company. It's in such a way that it did have value and it could give him value. And this was an industry that was perfectly marketable. He could have definitely walked away with, you know, maybe, maybe not top, you know, top, top of the market, but he could walk away with a decent chunk of change. So in, in basically a, I think the conversation was about an hour and a half. Um, I convinced him um, to, you know, build the value of the company so that he could position it for market. And, and that's what we were working on. So, you know, this was, this is, we're still in the, you know, relatively early phases of this, but we've gone in an hour and a half conversation, we've gone to, I'm not going to get anything for it. I'm going to give away 40 years of my life for nothing to, wow, I'm going to take two years. I'm going to do some more work. I was going to take two years anyway. 
So we're going to do some different work. We're going to work with a management team. We're going to create value out of this. And I'm going to help that management team figure out how to buy that business from that man so that he actually walks away with some cash in his pocket for the time that he just spent. Blood, sweat, and tears. I also love the part, the last little part there, that he was going to work with his employees to teach them how to take it over. What a gift to give them. Right. Like right. what an amazing gift so to teach Again, them how to buy it, how to run it. Right. To Again, it's that, that ripple effect. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, it, it's, it, it, it's probably something those employees never, ever thought they'd have an opportunity to do either. No, what they didn't. Exciting time. Right. Exactly. So yeah, it, it's just, it's about how you can position it. And just taking the time to really think think some of these things through. And, you know, you usually have to have an outside perspective because you get so tunnel. We all do this. We get tunnel vision. But getting an outside perspective, there's so many different things that you can do. And, and I love that your conversation with him led you to take him from almost a being resigned to I'm just going to give it away and, and move yeah. on with my life to yeah. an excitement that... Mm -hmm. This vision, like I would love for my employees, like I was just going to give it to them. But what mm -hmm. if I actually work with them and teach them and train them how to do this thing? Right. And then uh, it's it becomes a not just a thing you give them, like right. you know you give a kid an eraser. Right. It's a thing. It's a gift that now will keep giving to those mm -hmm. people as they start to spread their wings and grow and right. fly. And what's really cool is when we get into our group, you know, our leadership meetings and we start looking at, uh, you know, we work, I work with them on a regular basis and they get their imaginations start opening and I start mm -hmm. seeing light bulbs going and I start seeing the wheels spinning and they get very creative. And it's like, it's being in this whirlwind of creativity and now they're bringing their piece to this business. And it's very exciting. It's, mm. it's incredibly exciting because now you're getting different perspectives on this 40 year old business. And that's going to, that's going to go in so many different directions for them. Mm -hmm. And it's going to grow exponentially for them. So it's, you know, now you've given them something that is just so much more than a job. It's ownership. <laughs> It, yes, exactly. Like without actually yet owning the business, right. they're being right. given ownership of it. So yeah. they can catch the vision mm -hmm. that when the owner retires or sells it, that mm -hmm. they have this opportunity to take this thing from where it is to where it could be. Right. And now it gets to just keep giving forward, right? Like a paying it forward kind of situation. I love the inspiration of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I you just cool. lit up when you were talking about that. So that was very, it was, it was cool. It was just, it's a lot of fun watching them just go down these, you know, these rabbit holes of things that they can do. And I'm like, yeah, 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 you can. Yeah. Let's, yeah. It, it's so amazing. It's, Cause so many people feel disempowered in many areas of their lives mm -hmm. and often employees feel disempowered oh, yeah. in their, in their jobs because, yeah. you know, they feel like they're just a cog in the, in the system mm -hmm. and, uh, nobody wants their opinion or asks for their opinion. And now right. all of a sudden these people are being given the opportunity to step into their own greatness in a way they probably never even entertained as a thought before. Right. And so yeah. what a gift for the owner too. I yeah. can see how these last few years would be inspiring and empowering to him and mm -hmm. his family as well. Yeah. So that he can leave, not just from a resigned, oh, I'm just going to give it to people perspective, right. but right. 
look what we created. Yes. And I get to watch what they're going to do with it now. Yes. Yes. And that's, oh, that, that's amazing. Yeah. That's, that's got to be one of the best parts of your job. It is. <laughs> it is. It really, really is. Mm-hmm. It really is. Now it's nice when you can position a company and you know, you create the sale and, and the sale goes off and it's smooth and it's, you know, no, no issues, no hiccups, nobody coming in at the last minute and throwing a, a wrench in it or anything like that. That's always nice. It's satisfying. You know, mm-hmm. it's, you put it to bed and it's, it's satisfying, but this, that, that's why that that's why I get up every day. I can see the light in you every time you start talking about it. Um, And I hear it in your voice in terms of, I see, I see where that's the gift of your legacy that you're Mm -hmm. putting forward by helping them create theirs and look at things in a different way. That's Mm -hmm. more abundance mindset, right? Where people are looking at it and thinking not just scarcity or get rid of, but how can I have a bigger, better, stronger, more positive impact mm-hmm. on the people around me right. and still be able to sit in the joy of what it is that I want to move on and do? Because that joy carries from one thing to the next. So mm-hmm. then you're not a retired board business owner who's thinking, well, what's next for me? Because you've right. had this opportunity to be a part of somebody else's growth mm-hmm. and then as well, planning for yourself. What am I going to do now? As these guys are taking over, I have the opportunity to start thinking about, well, what's next for me right. and my family. Oh my gosh, that is incredible. Um, I love that. Yeah. And I love that you're taking, you took a situation in your own personal life that really was very difficult and challenging and, and overwhelming and instead took those lessons. And now you're helping other business owners learn from your lessons mm-hmm. so that they don't have to make those mistakes, that they can step into this new future that they want to create for themselves with a feeling of optimism, with a feeling of peace. Like I've got this settled. I know exactly what's going on. I know where we're going to go with this. My people are good. They know where we're going to go with this. And so I can bless and release what I've worked for so that I can accept new things in my life. I think that is absolutely amazing and way to go. Cause lots of people who would have had the situation you had, would have curled up in their jammies and just, you know, parked it on the couch with Netflix for a really, really long time, maybe forever. Well, I'm not going to say I haven't. <laughs> okay. Short-term but, pity parties are allowed. Yeah. I, I remember, um, and it, it was a choice. It was a, it was absolute. And, and there are still days where it's, you know, it is a conscious choice, mm-hmm. but I remember, um, right after, right after David passed, I remember another woman, um, in my, in a, in a grief support group that I was in who she was about my age and she literally, literally told, and I'm not that old. I mean, you know, I, I, I'll own it. I'm 57. I you're feel young. Like, you're young. I, yeah. I feel like I still have a lot to go here and a, and a, a, a long time to go and, you know, God willing, but, um, it, she, she flat out told me, she's like, I, I have no desire to reinvent my life. Mm-hmm. And it, it broke my heart. And I had to, you know, I sat with that for a little bit and, and I had to ask myself, am I, am I up for reinventing my life? Because that's literally what I have to do because I had no husband, I had no job, no career. I ended up having to, you know, uh, sell the house, move. Um, I, I, I lost, I mean, I, I literally feel like I lost everything. Mm-hmm. I lost my identity. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, I lost everything. I had my kids. Thank God I had my dog. I had my kids, but, um, but they had moved out. Um, you know, they're adults. So it was, uh, it, it hit me. I was like, that's what I'm doing. I'm reinventing my life. So, okay. That's the choice. That's what I'm going to do. Because again, I feel that there is that moral obligation that as long as we are here, we are here for a reason. And we have to step into that and you have to do something with that. Because there are other, there are how many billion people on this planet and it is not, we, we don't live in a bubble. We want to think we do. And some days I do, but, (laughs) but generally, you know, for the most part, we don't. Mm -hmm. So I do feel that, you know, it is about, it is very much about legacy and it is very much about what are you doing and what are you creating and what is the impact that you're putting out there? That is such That's my soapbox. <laughs> no, it's all good. Those are some amazing questions that I would encourage our audience. If, um, you know, if people feel like these are questions they should be asking themselves to start asking those questions, and maybe there are people in their lives that should be asking those questions. So those are really good questions to think about, right? Like, cause again, we're Maybe you choose to work until, as you said, you fall dead on your desk, but most of us probably won't want to do that. We would actually (laughs) like to do some other things before um, the end comes. So I could see this being super useful in terms of the questions that you got to ask. And then, of course, the inspiration of I need to go get my clothes on, make that decision and then do something about it, which works in all areas, like in your business, in your life, all those other wonderful things. So tell us now, what have you got? You've got some free stuff that you're offering to people. So share with our our audience a little bit about what they can get. Yeah. So um, I have a podcast, Mastering Your Exit Strategy. It's on iTunes, Amazon, and Spotify. There's a lot of experts and um some of them are just me a lot of education a lot of education and a lot of different um a lot of different areas it's not just about exit it's it's about growth and finance and growing your business and people and teams and staff and all of it it's all in there and then um on the website um pinnacleexitgroup.com there is a, a guide, um, I, uh, the 12 questions you need to ask um, before exiting or trans- before planning your, I forgot the title of my own. <laughs> I have it. It's the 12 questions your business must answer to prepare to exit, which I would not have thought of. I would have been like, hmm, okay, before this conversation. But now that I see the vision of what you work with owners to create, I see why this is so important. Mm-hmm. And what a great little freebie to yeah. start out, at, at least to print it out and have a look at it and say, okay, yeah. so what do I need to ask to figure this thing out? That's a great little giveaway there. So I highly recommend that our audience goes and checks out www.pinnacleexitgroup.com and takes that freebie because that could lead to some really extraordinary life-changing conversation. And, and, and certainly some, you know, some light bulbs going off in your own business to just make some shifts to just help you with your own business, Uh, whether you're looking at transition now or 20 years from now. Yep. Your business a little bit better. How is that a bad thing? <laughs> I say it isn't. 
Right. There you go. Right. So now tell people, um, aside from your website, where can people find you? So share a little bit about your podcast a little more, because I would imagine after looking at those 12 questions, people are probably going to have many more than 12 questions. Right. So um, your podcast highlights lots of information um, mm-hmm. about that stuff. So where can they find that? And um, how can they reach out to you if they would like to connect with you? Okay. Yep. So, uh, LinkedIn is, uh, Christine L. Trumbull and, uh, the podcast is mastering your exit strategy and that's on Amazon, Amazon, iTunes, and Spotify. And, uh, yeah, there's, I also have videos on, um, on LinkedIn as well. Um, uh, just me talking head, just educating and giving, you know, uh, just just tossing it out there. People just trying to give as much information uh, as possible. So, awesome. Yeah. So just before we clue up, I have a sentence I would like you to finish for me. Uh-oh. It's not going to be hideous, I promise. <laughs> um, it's not. It's all about inspiring because I'm so inspired by what you've said. And it's really prompted me to start thinking about things in a different way. So here's the sentence. The world would be a better place if more people knew. (laughs) Um, How to be nice. (laughs) Well said. Just right there. Like that is true. Just be a little bit nicer. Mm -hmm. I seem, I feel right now people are not quite as nice as they could be or should be. <laughs> that is a fair statement. Yeah. Um, I am in Canada. We're known for being really nice. So yes. Canadians, Canadians are good with the pleases and thank yous. And and in fact, we will um, apologize to just about anything. So I've run into a chair and said sorry to the chair. Um, so, uh, But I do understand what you mean. Like maybe be a little nicer driving your car mm-hmm. or be a little nicer to the pedestrian crossing the street. Or the, you know, the person in the grocery store that you just almost ran over their toes on because it's, you know, you're in your bubble and you mm-hmm. have no idea what, you know, the person right next to you in the line is going through. True. You that have no idea. True. We don't. So, um, and yeah. it could be something really, really big. And you never yeah. know when your little act of kindness can totally shift somebody's day or week or yeah. life. Exactly. And it doesn't, I mean, it, it just doesn't, um, life is very, 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 very fleeting. It changes in a nanosecond and we don't think about that. And, um, we forget we've, we, we just forget so quickly and until it happens to you mm-hmm. so well, just, we've all had somebody be mean to us oh yeah oh absolutely but absolutely then equally and, equally we've had people who like random strangers mm-hmm. give you a compliment that you didn't see coming and it totally just surprised you in the most pleasant mm-hmm. way yeah right? just or, you know just sometimes it's just you know when i'm in philadelphia and you know on the streets and people all over the place and you know it's it's so densely populated and you know in buildings and stuff like that and people car garages and stuff like that i just smile mm-hmm. just a smile it's amazing it's amazing what you can get back yes really or they wonder what you're up to Ooh. or that too <laughs> 
<laughs> and that's always fun watching their faces when they're like, I, I do not understand what just happened here. Right, right. Her, okay, that's amazing. Christine, you are so much fun to chat with. And truthfully, I'm really inspired by what it is that you do and how you are looking to take care of people so that they can take care of their people. That's essentially what I sort of feel like you do. You're taking like care of people so they can take care of their people. Um, okay. And that we need more people in the world to do that too, Thank um, you. to help everybody figure things out in a way that is going to be nice. That's going to be yeah. pleasant and positive and optimistic. Yeah. Um, so thank you so, so much for being on the podcast today. Thank I really appreciate uh, you giving us your time. And um, again, if anybody would like to reach out and connect with Christine, her information will be in the show notes from today. I highly encourage you to check out her freebie, listen to her podcast. And if all of this resonates with you, reach out to her to have that conversation and see if this is something that she can help you with. Thank you so much for being here today. Thanks. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please submit a rating and review and share it with a friend. Together, we can inspire more people to start living their legacy too. And let's keep the conversation going. We would love to hear all about your journey in living your legacy and support you along the way. Join our Facebook community, Living Your Legacy Podcast, where we connect, collaborate, and celebrate each other. Can't wait to see you there.